Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve. And joining me as my co-host is a man who once won a staring contest with a mirror. And that's man, that man is my friend, Waylon Davis. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> All right. it, it took me a little bit to think about that one, but, um, but I'm pretty sure that one's true. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, I will have to say tonight, we are going to be uh, discussing the uh, Crown Jewel pay-per-view from this past Thursday. And uh, we have just been so busy. You know, we've been very, in a good way, we've been very blessed to have done three three interviews in the past week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because first we had uh, NWF Future Star and Women's Revolution member Breezy. And then the next night we had another Future Star, that'd be Juice. And then last night we had uh, future star Joe Pro James. All of them future stars, uh, but I mean, I believe that's the title the NWF uses for people who were really just beginning. But I think it definitely applies to them anyway, because I mean, they are going to be stars. Yeah, absolutely. And learned a lot about all of them. And then I, I, I well, Breezy didn't wrestle Saturday night, but she was there. She was uh, helping out. And yeah, so I got to talk with her for a bit, and and then of course Juice and Joe Pro James were actually in the tag team match together, and uh, that was a good night. And if you haven't caught Bustin' Loose, you have to go definitely check that out because uh, the place in Ludlow, uh, just the ambiance is a little different just because of the way it, it's set up in there. You know, it's not all bright mm-hmm. and lit. You know, it's nice and dark, and, and it was just yeah. a, it's a really good time. Um, but. In the meantime, we have uh, all sorts of other wrestling news going on because apparently Charlotte's trying to make everybody mad in the WWE. I don't know what they expected because it's like you, they pushed her. I mean, since she stepped foot on the main roster, they pushed her in spite of other women on the roster. And then now they're upset that she's got a big head. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Create the monster and then get mad when the monster acts up. <laughs> and also, what they expect she's Ric Flair's kid. Yeah, you know, and even though Flair was uh, Ric Flair, he'll tell you himself. I mean, he always had self-esteem issues, which is kind of odd. He always had confidence issues, but at the same time, we never saw that because he was always world champion and always world champion for a reason. And going by from other stuff, um, he definitely was not. Um, lacking the self-esteem uh, department in ev- everywhere in his life. And, yeah, uh, just kind of yeah. leave it at that. And uh, but for but for Charlotte, I mean, some people think that it's a ploy with her trying to get them to fire her so she can go join Andrade in AEW. And I could definitely see that. And plus, I mean, her dad just he just got his release, and then all of a sudden he got made a pariah not long after that because of the the dark side of the ring episode yeah uh, so yeah, she obviously you know she's going to be loyal to her dad first i mean family comes first so yeah but from what from reports that i'm saying the only way they would have to like she she still has several years left on her contract right so i mean she and with with vince not wanting any, they'll just hand somebody to aew She's going to have to practically kill somebody before they fire. Well, 
her and Nia getting into the fight in the middle of the ring, and then apparently part of the the belt exchange the other night on SmackDown when Charlotte threw the belt at her. Yeah, I saw, actually, she didn't throw the belt at her. She she was supposed to hand it to Becky. She just threw it down like right. next to her, and then Sonya Deville made her pick it up. And then Becky threw her belt at her, which was that part was in the script. But Charlotte right. throwing the belt down instead of handing it to Becky was not part of the script. So I don't know, but it's yeah. it's going to be interesting if they do anything to her at all, right? Which I doubt. Yeah, especially uh, right now she's she's the champion. So I mean. She's kind of bulletproof right now. Well, sort of. I mean, anybody can have the belt taken back off of them. And uh, another thing that I heard was she and Sonya Deville about got into a, a shoot fight backstage, and that would not have ended well for Charlotte. Absolutely not. That would not have worked out well for her at all. Yeah. I mean, she may be athletic, but she doesn't have the, the MMA background that Sonya Deville has. So. Yes. Yeah, I'd be leaning toward more towards Sonya on that one. Um, yeah. You know, but in the other news, um, I had not heard this until right before we got on the air, ladies and gentlemen. Where is SmackDown going to be held, Dwayne? Or not SmackDown, I'm sorry. SummerSlam. It is going to be uh, at the Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm there. I've already told my wife. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even tell her what it was. I said, this is happening. Said, said, we're going. It's non-negotiable. <laughs> we're going. And she's like, going. We're going to SummerSlam. And I'm like, she's like, where? I said, Nashville. And she's like, okay, who's all going? I said, everybody. And she's like, well, Abby's not going. I, Abby will be four by then. She's like, I'm not paying for a four-year-old to go to SummerSlam. She's like, she won't care. <laughs> so she'll, go, she'll go to my mother-in-law's and okay. the rest of us will go to SummerSlam. Uh, and if somehow I can make it down there, I might be joining y'all. Uh, cause I think that, yeah, I think my brother, my brother's going to go too. Uh, so well, they may see Terrence. Wow. Yeah, they may see Terrence and they may try to recruit him. <laughs> uh, and that'd be kind of cool actually to see Terrence as a wrestler, at least just for one match. I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, that'd be a bucket list item for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but before we actually start getting into the actual review of the Crown Jewel, I'm going to get and give our contact and listen info. If you'd like to email us, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Instagram, also at armchairbooking. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. You can listen to us on, let's see. Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, Podbay, Spotify, just about anywhere, any, any place that you can name, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, any place that hosts podcasts, we are probably there. So just do yep. a search for us and find us. And, and of course, we are graciously being hosted by Block Talk Radio. And Absolutely. We, yep, we appreciate everything they do for us. And we do have a YouTube channel that we still haven't, I'm just stupid when it comes to that. So, and we also have a TikTok, which we haven't uploaded anything yet on because we can't figure out exactly what to load on there, but we'll figure out something soon because we're two smart guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think I got everything. 
Yeah. Thank yep. you guys, y'all. Yeah, it's been a while since I actually did that because normally on interviews I actually don't mention it as much because I just want to want to head and and get to our guests so they don't feel left out. Right. Um. But yeah, and like I said, speaking of our guests, I man, we've had some absolutely fantastic guests, and we're we've already got some more lined up. And I want to thank every, each and every one of them, uh, past and future, you know, for coming on. This has been uh great on our end and from what we've heard on, from the feedback it's been fun for them as well and that's all we can really ask for yeah. you know so absolutely and and speaking of everything we asked for you remember a couple of weeks before crown jewel even happened we kind of asked each other are you going to watch it probably not but then they started putting some matches on there we're like they're going to make us go they started booking it like an actual pay-per-view instead of just like a glorified house show yeah so they did they actually did make it they actually did make it worth watching it ended mm -hmm. up being a pretty good show actually yep um it did have a few a few minor negatives um nothing extremely major to me um yeah. i mean it I mean, we've definitely seen worse, especially coming out of any of the, the shows in Saudi. Uh, and that's nothing against the Saudis, but, you know, it's just for some reason, like you said, they, they yeah. always book those as glory, glorified house shows. Um, but I actually missed the pre-show match because I was at work. And you said it was pretty good, right? I saw, oh, it was really good. You had the Usos versus uh, Hurt Business. You know, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander got back together. That was an excellent tag team match. Uh, if if you haven't, if anybody hasn't seen that, if they didn't watch the pre-show, definitely check that out. It's an excellent match. I mean, the Usos won, which is to be expected because you know they were the you know they're the SmackDown tag champs, part of the Bloodline. They're not going to end that anytime soon. So, but Benjamin and Alexander you know, they didn't lose anything in defeat. They didn't, it didn't make them look bad. I mean, they hung with the Usos the entire match. So it's, it's worth checking out. It was a good match. And, and you know, I'm just look, on paper. I mean, it looks like, okay, this will be a good match, you know, because yeah. you have four good singles wrestlers and then even, and as a team, they're all, they're both good. So yeah. If this if this match wasn't good, I'd be more than just disappointed. I'd be very shocked. Yeah, I'd be. Yeah, I'd be. I would have been shocked if the match wasn't any good, but it definitely was. So I will have to go check that out because um, a lot of times they're the pre-show. It's it's harder to find that on the network. I would think. Yeah, a lot of times it's hard. Yeah, I don't know why, but it's hard to find that on there. A lot of times it's easier to find the pre-show match on YouTube than it is on the network. Okay, yeah, I definitely have to go check it on YouTube. But I did catch uh, the rest of the, well, I caught some of the matches while I was at work, but then I actually did have uh, some work that um, I had to do, you know, so I had to walk away from it because uh, some of it I could actually some of the work I could do while watching it in a way, because a lot of times I hit go on a report and I had to wait for the report to run. So I was able to actually watch right. the show. Then other times though, I mean, I, uh, I couldn't cause I mean, I actually had to pay attention cause like I was in a meeting on a call or something like that. So I had to right. pay attention to that. So 
uh, once I got home and over the next few days, I was able to catch the rest of the matches and definitely not disappointed. Uh, Like I said, a few minor things for me. I mean, and this may not be something that everybody would agree with, but uh, the first match, Edge and and Seth Rollins, the Hell in a Cell match. Um, I get why they opened with it, you know, to get the crowd hot, but I personally, I think that it would have worked better in the middle of the show mm-hmm. instead of being the opener. But I mean, that was a much, it was a, a lot more brutal match than I was expecting it to be. Oh, it was brutal. All right. And for me, having a match that's almost 28 minutes long to start the show, yeah. that's a little long, uh, especially when you, yeah. when it does, it did get very, very brutal. Uh, and I granted, Edge had some of the best facials ever because when you thought he was just yeah. dead, just, oh. And, yeah. and of course, then he came back and ended up winning the match. And he won with Seth Rollins' move. And that, to me, was like poetic justice. Oh, you froze up on me, Joel. You there? Are you there? Yeah. Yeah, you froze up on me. Yeah. Yep, there you are. All right. Um, What was the last thing you heard me say? Uh, We were talking about Edge's facial expressions during the match. Okay. Um, And I I said, you know, when and he ended up winning the match because with Seth Rollins move that stomp. And um. Like the match itself is being as long as what it was. I had a funny feeling because Edge's last few matches have been really, really long and to me, unnecessarily long. You could, they could have done this match in, you know, 15, 20 minutes. It'd have been fine. Yeah. Uh, and I, and you know, you're talking about it. Yeah. They, I, I would have put it in the middle. Um, I would have switched this one with RK Bro against AJ and almost. Yes. That that's the match that I figured was going to be the opener was the tag the tag title match, right? And then they on the cell. I get why. I get why Edge won. It makes sense story wise that you know he got his revenge and was vindicated and all that stuff. But I just still feel like Seth needed that win more than Edge did. Right. I. My personal feeling is Edge should go ahead and just call it a day again, except for, you know, going out on his terms. Uh, because, yeah. I mean, I, I do like Edge as a wrestler, you know, so I, I want to get that straight. It's not that I don't like him as a wrestler, but uh, I think he's been hurt before, you know, where he had to get out of the ring for nine years and he never thought he'd wrestle again. Yeah. He came back and since he's came back, he's gotten hurt at least once, maybe twice. And yeah. And, you know, he's not getting any younger. I mean, he's, he's around our age, you know, so obviously, you know, he's not getting any younger and no, he's definitely on his body is definitely on borrowed time as far as wrestling goes. Oh yeah. I think this would have been the perfect way to go out though. If, if Seth had to beat him that way, he gave the rub to the, you know, to the younger guy and he could have went out 
<coughs> Excuse me. Right. He could have went out old school style, staring at the lights. You know. Yeah. And and nobody would have thought any less of him. You know, and no. that's the thing. I mean, Edge, he's already in the Hall of Fame, and he's there for a reason. And I mean, because yeah. he earned his way in. Um, but I guess that was my really my only complaint about that one was the match was just too long. Uh, and spe- it was too, yeah. Yeah, especially too long for an opening match. I mean, yeah, your opening match being the longest one on the card by quite a bit. I mean, that that's kind of an odd one. Um, yeah. But the next match, Mansoor against uh, Mustafa Ali, which, oh, one thing about the Hell in a Cell match, and lest I forget this, the referee, what was her name? Do you remember? Um, no, I'm drawing a blank on her name, but she was, she's the first woman to referee a Hell in a Cell match. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's history within itself. And Yep. Uh, the first woman referee in a match in Saudi Arabia. I think that was another yep. thing. And I thought there was one more thing about her. Um, but obviously, you know, she's doing an amazing job. They wouldn't, if she couldn't hack it, they wouldn't have her as a referee. Right. You know, so. Especially not refereeing such a high profile match as that was. Right. And, and the weird thing about refereeing, my criteria, I guess, you know, if you want to call it that, for being a good referee is if I don't notice you're there. You know. Exactly. You yeah. Know, if you're able to call it, but not get in the way, and but you're still yeah. able yeah, to make your presence known without being right there in the center of it. And she did a fantastic yeah. job. And they're doing such a high-profile match. And a Hell in Cell match, I mean, I would imagine that's probably dangerous for the referees as well. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Um, oh. Referee Tim White back in, like, the Ruthless Aggression era, he got hurt in a Hell in a Cell match and never refereed again. Okay, it was a Hell in a Cell. I thought, I thought it was that. but. Yeah. It was him. Um, it was a uh, Triple H and Jericho, and he got thrown like shoulder first into the ca- into the cell, mm. and messed up his shoulder real bad, and he was never able to referee again. Wow, and that's shame. He was a good referee too, but um, but as I was saying about Mansoor, and it might be even pronouncing that right, because it almost sound like I'm making it French. I think it's is it Mansoor? Mansoor. I think it's Mansoor. Mansoor and Mustafa Ali. And I thought that was a pretty decent match. Um, this was another first. A lot of people didn't realize this. And they didn't really make, um, they didn't really talk about it too much on the, on the episode. But it was the first time uh, two Muslims actually went, had a match together against each other. And I was like, do what? Really? Did you, yeah. did, did you hear? Yeah, you heard that as well? And yeah. I'm thinking, what about Sami Zayn? But I guess if Sami Zayn's not wrestled either one of them, you know. No, Sami Zayn. Yeah, Sami Zayn. Yeah, Sami Zayn hasn't wrestled any of them. He's not allowed to go. Yeah, well, yeah, he would. He definitely. Yeah, he refuses to go, and I don't blame him because I mean, then like I said, that's where, yeah. that's where unfortunately politics, you know, kind of gets involved, and um, yeah, I can't fault the man. I mean, that's yeah. Later, I don't fault him at all. Yep. Um, now, after the match, when 
I'll have to actually look at the man's name because I had no clue who that was. It came in after the fact. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't have any idea who that was. Um, Tarag, champion. Yeah, he, he took silver medal at, at the Olympics. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, definitely not a slouch. Um, Tareg Hamedi. And then I said, you know who that is? I'm like, yeah, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> and, I have no idea. And I'm like, just some Did dude who came in. Calling him an uh, Olympic hockey, uh, Olympic karate player. I, yep. <laughs> and but you know, he <laughs> he came in and he kicked Mustafa Ali in the face really quickly. I mean, did you yeah. see how fast that kick was? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, it's like you barely registered that he actually kicked him. It was so quick. It was yeah. just like, <laughs> and I was like, all right, but the crowd knew who he was. I mean, and, and it was pretty obvious that he came in, you know, uh, to pop the local crowd, which is yeah. fine. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if they would be introducing him to the WWE just based on that, because, yeah. of, you know, maybe you never know. It's hard to tell with them sometimes. Um, but, but yeah, the match itself, I some people actually kind of you know squatted on a little bit. I thought it was a pretty decent match. I actually was a little surprised to see it so early, just knowing that Mansoor was in his hometown. So yeah, I, the hometown guy. Yeah, I thought it was a good match. Yeah. I've seen them have better. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen stuff from like main event or whatever them having matches and i've seen better matches from them but it was i mean it was a good match yeah i mean really to me more like a match you'd see on raw than you'd see on a pay-per-view but uh but apparently ryback didn't like it ryback doesn't like anything because i mean he was he was handed a push because he looked he he was bill goldberg white and he thinks that makes him an expert on pro wrestling because he was over for a cup of coffee. And I mean, I admit when he was in WWE, I mean, I liked him. I, I liked the feed me more gimmick. Uh, my son liked that part. And even though I changed it to feed me s'mores, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but then when he left, I mean, of course there was a little bit of controversy. He, he and CM Punk did not get along because Ryback had developed a reputation apparently for hurting people. Or being yeah. careless so in that's a that's a hard reputation to shake once it gets handed on to you but you know 10 minute match not too short not too long you know i, I thought it was yeah. like i said i mean it was good they've had better but you know it was it was good um yeah uh now rk bro uh, going over aj and almost um this was about to be expected. I mean, another good match. Um, almost yeah, looked, it, he looked he looked like a monster, which he should. I mean, he's seven foot tall. Yeah, right. Um, Smart on. I mean, they they did the tag they did the tag wrestling right. You know, try to eliminate the big man, take advantage of the smaller guy on the team. So, I mean, it was it was a good tag team match. I mean, yeah, Arke Bro won, which figured they would, which I'm glad. So maybe this feud is in the rear view now and they can move on to another team. 
Um, I think if I had to really guess, I mean, we didn't see any kind of seeds planted here, but here in the next few weeks, if Omos starts kind of breaking away from AJ, and it may be because AJ will yeah. start doing things like slapping him or something, because that's usually the way tag teams break up is one guy slaps the other. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so if that happens, of course, I don't think I'd even want, even if it's part of a script, I wouldn't want to slap Omos. No, no. I mean, like, can we do something else? Can I just, can I just walk out on him or anything that doesn't require me to take the chance of him putting his hands on me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and because I, I, and I can't even really do it that much from a distance because the man has a wingspan that is just, uh, you know, ridiculous. Yeah. So he could stand the whole thing. Like he could put his hand on AJ's head and AJ would be kind of playing on the way and not hitting him. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, and almost just be kicking him the whole time, you know? So actually, you know what? I'd, I'd like to see that. We need to call them and say, Hey, make this happen. Yeah. Like here's a suggestion. <laughs> <Jesus> now. Yep. <laughs> but, and once again, I mean, the match didn't, it didn't go too long uh, because I think they played to almost strengths. Uh, they didn't have yeah. him in the ring too long because I mean, he is still very green and, but he right. looked, he looked like a monster, which is what he should have. They mission accomplished, and then they went home. Um, yeah. They yeah. got to see the RKO, and they got to see it in kind of spectacular style with him hitting it when AJ came with the forearm. Boom, done, yeah. over. All right, cool. Um, the Women's Queen's Crown Tournament. And uh, I, I, Queen's Crown to me just sounds goofy. But, I don't know why they just didn't say Queen of the Ring. Right. Queen of the Ring. And I think we both got, when we predicted this one, I think we both got it wrong. <laughs> well, we did, but I figured out later because I was talking, I was, I was talking to Hope about it and I figured out why Shayna did not go farther in the tournament because in Saudi Arabia, homosexuality is legal. Oh, that's right. Baszler's a lesbian. Notice Sonya, Sonya Davila wasn't there either. She's a lesbian also. That's true. So, so that's in it. that sense, in, I'm okay with Shayna. It's kind of Shayna putting over Dewdrop, you know. Right. Since it was... More like she was probably never going to be scheduled to go to the finals of the tournament anyway because she wasn't going to go to Saudi. Right. So, but I don't know. I just I like the wrestler. I just don't like the dewdrop gimmick. Probably right. because I've seen her in other places wrestle, and I know what she's capable of doing. And for them to saddle her with this silly gimmick, I mean, she's. She's putting in the work, and she's she's making it work for her. But mm -hmm. and she wrestled a good match. Her and Zelina Vega actually—I mean, they wrestled a pretty good match. I, I was kind of concerned about the chemistry uh, when the finals were announced, but they they worked a good match. And since when did a sunset flip become known as was what, what is there, a code red? Uh, it has been the code red since um, Amazing Red used it he was big in the early days of uh, uh tna wrestling he's a cruiserweight guy well he was an x division guy and uh 
he used it. And so a lot of people have adopted it over the years because on the independent scene, he's he's a legend on the independent scene. Okay. And in Japan, even even Japanese wrestlers have adopted the code red into their moveset. Okay. I mean, now granted, it's not a traditional sunset flip because um, you kind of, you start on their back and then you kind of flip them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's a pretty cool looking move and this match lasting just under six minutes, which means it was about as three times as long as the rest of the matches for the Queen's crown. Because of yep, apparently, absolutely. Yeah, uh, you know, they, yeah, most of the most of the Queen's the Queen's crown matches only went two minutes or less. Right. For no reason. Cause I walked in my kitchen as the match started to get myself something to drink and it came back and it was they were doing the three count. And I'm like, um, I don't think it yeah, took that long to pour this drink. Yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, and that's a, that's a definitely a disservice uh, to all the women. I mean, it's kind of an insult to them. Absolutely. And I'm but glad. Zelina, I'm glad she won. I'm glad yeah, Zelina won. I am too. Because, I mean, man, they were not doing, were doing right by her from the time she signed up until she made it to the finals of the tournament. So I'm glad to see them actually doing something with her. Hopefully this will lead to a bigger push. I would love to see Sasha. Is is Zelina Vega on Raw now? Uh, yes, she is. That's right, because she, she wasn't smacked down and she moved. Okay. Well, that, that would be, I mean, she could have, she could have good matches with Becky. She could have good matches with Bianca. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think this is going to, Hopefully, this will give her a good push up the card. Um, I don't remember. Is Dewdrop? Did she stay on Raw or did she move to SmackDown? I think she stayed on Raw. Okay. So they could actually have some rematches because, I mean, they had pretty decent chemistry in the ring uh, for it. Yeah. I think if, I think if they went longer, you probably would have seen even more more better chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, I'm glad Zelina won it because with them kind of burying her when she got back, I almost feel like it was punishment. But this may be kind of a way of saying, okay, you paid your dues. Here you go. Yeah. And here's something you can actually hang your hat on. Yeah. And and I think it actually fits her. Um, oh, yeah. You know, so. Um, I think to be like the king or queen of the ring, it, it, I think it's always better if you do put it on more of a hillish character because then they could get kind of, uh, kind of obnoxious with it, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, look, look at Booker T. He just, I mean, he ran with that, but he was a yes. heel at the time, and it was just, it was perfect. Yeah, or maybe annoying. I think annoying would be a better word, you know, than obnoxious, but... <laughs> Uh, Cause I can't really see Booker being obnoxious. I'm like, yeah, but he could be annoying with our King Booker and five yeah. times. Uh, Booker, <laughs> you, you won the title eight times, five times. I just like to see the five. five. And, <laughs> but being King Booker, when, when Owen Hart won King of the Ring, you know, yes. it was, yeah, same thing. And you're like, oh, just, just, just wish somebody else would have won it. Yeah. Now, now, granted when, uh, Mabel won it. Uh, that wasn't exactly a great fit. And, no, you know, no, that was just that was just Vince not having any monster heels to put up against Kevin Nash. So he just 
pick the big guy and push him to the moon. Mm-hmm. And he was never he was he was never the wrestler that was going to be in that spot. Right. And then he almost crippled Kevin Nash and he broke the Undertaker's face and yeah. you know, but um yeah. But he I think he was still a good big man, but as far as being like the king of the ring, you know, Steve Austin when he got it obviously. You know, he was Steve Austin actually no, he was obnoxious when he got it. <laughs> um Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and he pulled it off really well. Baron Corbin, obnoxious with it. Um, yeah. You know, so I think that actually fits. And Zelina, she could pull that off because she's always, ah, oh, look at me, look at me. I'm your queen. And yeah. and, that, and that's a title they hold for a year. Yeah. And, you know, so they can run with it the, you know, the entire year. Um, and as soon as she won it, she was doing the little, the light bulb wave, as they call it. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, so I I enjoyed that one. Uh, the next one, Goldberg and Bobby Lashley, brutal like we thought it would be, you know. But it was brutal. But this is just me. I'm just speaking my own opinion. I'm tired of Bill Goldberg. Yeah. Same here. Okay, um, he, it was it was cool in you know late nineties WCW. It was cool for you know for a cup of coffee when he showed finally showed up in WWE. But these last few comebacks, it's like just stop. Because my a lot of my issue is this story was ridiculous because mm-hmm. he's angry at Bobby Lashley because Bobby Lashley beat up his kid. Mm-hmm who had no business in the ring and who jumped Bobby Lashley from behind. But Bobby's supposed to be the bad guy in this situation. Right. Story-wise, like, story-wise, it made sense for Bill Goldberg to win. He, you know, beat up the guy who beat up his kid. You know, he honored his family and all that stuff. But it's the second match on the pay-per-view where an extremely part-time guy goes over full-time guys right and i'm just not not a fan of that because i think part-timers should come in and be used to put over full-time guys not have the full-time guys lay down for the part-timers exactly and what are they gonna do what's what's next or who's next for bill goldberg yeah you know where does this leave probably last right um, I could see them having one more match, but I, I mean, after you, after you do a falls count anywhere match or what were they calling it? Um, no, no holds barred. No holds barred falls yeah, it was no holds barred falls count anywhere. Now I will give him credit. The spear off the stage was impressive. Yes. I will give him that, but I feel like, you know, they made, they made it like, Goldberg was dominating Lashley for a lot of the match. Bobby Lashley carried him to a good street fight is what happened. Mm -hmm. And I think having the Hurt Business come out, I thought that was a good touch, even if he did smack him around. But I thought that was a good touch because it's it's kind of showing they are back together as a faction, which I think they should be because they were broke up way too soon to begin with. Yeah. And uh, although to me it was kind of – I don't know why I found it kind of comical when Goldberg came out 
and the crowd is actually chanting Goldberg, Goldberg, just because yeah. knowing history, you know, I, and I don't want to go too much into it because, I mean, that's one thing I really don't want anybody to think that I'm trying to be disrespectful or anything, but just knowing history the way we do, and especially in that area, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and I mean, now granted, it is cool they're oh. cheering for Goldberg, you know, hopefully it's a sign yeah. that a lot of that, well, BS is kind of, you know, been dropped by the wayside, but at yeah. the same time, I'm thinking, okay, I like it, but it is, it is still kind of weird sounding. <laughs> and, yeah. um, I, I thought the same thing when I heard <laughs> it, yeah. Now, if Bill would have come out um, with anything on his head, you know, that might have yeah. been a little bit of a difference, but, um, you know, but Either way, I mean, I, I was glad to see there was no hatred involved. Right. Uh, yeah. So, um, but, but yeah, I mean, the spear, it, it was really the, the, I know they're like no holds barred, falls can anywhere. However, do you really do that in that stadium? Because in, in America, and maybe even for, uh, you know, maybe even the UK, you could go out into the audience because, it, yeah. they're, they're used to it all of a sudden you do that in saudi and yeah it gets a little more like oh whoa whoa what are you, what are you doing you know because yeah you have a um, problem on your hands so you, yeah. yeah i mean because you accidentally like hit a fan or something like that in america the uk and they made us brush off you do it over there and especially the wrong person you know um yes. yeah you're you know you're asking for trouble so it's best just not to go into the crowd and um but the next match uh uh xavier and and finn balor and we called this one you know both as yeah what we want to happen and what should happen you know or what will happen yep and glad to see xavier get his comeuppance because Big E being the wwe champion kofi being a former wwe champion so Xavier, you know, even yeah, though he has, a, even though he has a PhD, yeah, yeah. So we needed something for Xavier yeah. to hang his hat on. Boom, oh, king of the ring. There we go, and it it makes yeah. sense because in Xavier, I think, like I said, this is why I changed it from annoying or obnoxious to annoying. Because Xavier, he can be annoying with it, but he can actually still be funny with it. Yeah, he's going to be able to make this work, which oh, a lot of people yeah. with the with the king gimmick couldn't always make it work and i think xavier can plus this is something he's wanted to win since he was a kid so i was really glad he i was really glad that they actually booked him to win instead of going the usual wwe route and they're like oh this is your dream well let me go ahead and just book it the opposite way so yeah for shock value but i'm glad he won Oh, same here. And I, and I thought the match itself was pretty good. Um, and Finn Balor's, you know, stomach stomp, whatever they call it. The coup de grace. Yeah. yeah, I hate that move. I hate it, you know, because it looks like how do you pull that off without not only hurting the other guy because you're coming down with your full body weight onto their abs, but how do you not hurt yourself? Because, I mean, you the way he lands, and of course he always falls off because he's not landing on something flat he's landing on somebody's stomach and then he falls off. 
Is it again? You're froze up again, Dwell. Yeah, I don't know how he hasn't like seriously met. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, I was saying how I don't know how Finn Balor hasn't messed up his ankle yet doing the coup de gras. Yeah. And I've only seen one wrestler be able to pull that move off and not make me cringe, and that was Bill Dundee. Yeah, he did use that move. Yep. But he's like, you know, yeah. four foot eleven, so you know he could, yeah, he could pull it off like that. And Finn Balor's not exactly a big guy, but and it just, uh, I don't know, it just, uh, it hurts me to watch it. But and, and I think Finn Balor was a good opponent for you know Xavier because I thought yeah. they they made the match good. They're both very good wrestlers, and you know, and Finn, um, you know, him kind of given Xavier into the back of you, he's not mad about it, obviously, you know, because he's also right. a face. And so, I mean, they knew that, Hey, we're just going to be, this is going to be our match today. And today we're enemies, but after the match is over, we're going to go have a beer or something. We're not in Saudi because right. you know, they, they don't have beer in Saudi, uh, not legally. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so once we get back to the States, we'll go have something. And, right. uh, and of course, we followed one New Day match with another New Day match. And I'll tell you what, Big E and Drew McIntyre, this was a match I was looking forward to watching, and it did not disappoint whatsoever, if you ask me. For me, it it uh, it went beyond my expectations. I didn't know if they'd have good chemistry or not. I mean, they're both two, you know, they're both big impressive wrestlers but I, I, I was kind of worried about the chemistry but man they put on a really good match and if i it think wasn't, if it wasn't if it wasn't for another match on this card i would have called this one match of the night uh and i have a feeling i know which match you're talking about but um but yeah these these guys two big strong muscular guys and you're thinking okay it's just going to be power moves which there were a lot of power moves but these guys, I mean, they put on, it was almost like a clinic of how big guys should wrestle each other and make it yes. good. And, right. Um, you know, and hats off to the, both those guys. I mean, because they, they knocked it out of the park, made it good. And, you know, when Drew was walking out, and of course, Big E was giving him his props, you know, I, I thought that was really cool. Um, and, um, you know, and that to me, I mean, it showed, uh, I mean, that did show some class. It's like, hey, same thing. Yeah. Once again, we were enemies today just for right now for this, you know, this match. But after that, we're going to go, um, we're going to go have a beer or something. Can you say hi to Steve? Hi. <laughs> Oh, now she wants to be shy. Go into the room. That's where you have it. <laughs> yeah, no. She's looking for her phone. She can't find it. She's laid it down somewhere and can't find it. 
Oh. Yeah. Yeah, my three-year-old <laughs> has her own. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? My my 11-year-old, he has a phone, too, and he loses his at least once a week. <laughs> so, um, but I, I have a feeling, you know, you're saying if it wasn't for another match on the card, this match would probably be the match of the night, but I have a feeling you're – your choice for the match of the night is the the triple threat threat for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yes, hands down match of the night. Those ladies once again stole the show, which we knew if they put those three in a triple threat that they'd steal it, and they did not disappoint. The only part, the only problem I have was the winner, and it's got nothing against Becky Lynch but it did not make sense to make a wrestler drafted to Raw retain the SmackDown women's title. Sasha Banks should have won the title. Mm-hmm. She is the SmackDown representative. The other two women were Raw representatives. So that's the only knock I have on the match. Other than that, those women worked their tails off. They were amazing. And Bianca Belair is, I know I say it every time, they need to be booking this women's division around her because she is phenomenal. And, you know, we were talking the other day about her strength. Oh, my Lord, did she not put it on display in this match? Yes, she did. I mean, she was picking these. She was picking the other two women up like I would pick up my three-year-old. I mean, like yeah. just effortless. And when I was watching the replay and she had – Sasha up, you know, pressing her, and then she took one hand down, and she was pressing her with one hand. And yes, I do realize Sasha yeah. had her, you know, Sasha's propping herself on her shoulder, but she still was holding her up by one still, hand, still holding her up with yes. one hand, and then she made it look like she made it look easy. Yeah, like she wasn't straining or anything. She's just holding this grown woman in the air, mm-hmm. like it was nothing. And the I think there was one part of the match. It looked like it might've been a botch, but she had both women up, but then um, was it Becky or Sasha that actually fell. And it looked like that yeah. wasn't planned, you know, to happen like that. But I yeah. mean, but again, she's picking up two, two grown adults, just holding up in the air. Of course, you know, somebody's going to fall. Yeah. Right. But the good thing is it, it worked in the context of the match. It may, you know, it made it look like, you know, she's, you know, She's got both of these women up. One of them fell off, which is to be expected, but it worked with what they were doing. And like you said, the um, the winner of the match, I would have done different instead of having the, whatever you want to call that, the belt exchange that happened, the, you know, 24 hours later. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, the match itself though was really good and, the match itself, 1925 uh, was the match time, which is actually eight eight minutes shorter than uh, the Hell in a Cell. But this one is about right for a triple threat. Yeah. You know, so, um, yes. yeah, so, I mean, I, and like you said, I mean, they stole the show again and they did it in Saudi wearing t shirts and wearing. T-shirts and body suit, and still stuff. 
<laughs> yeah. And um it was really good. Oh, absolutely. I mean, in I mean, it wasn't as good as the WrestleMania match, but this one yeah, is that's a that's an achievement. That's that they set the bar so high with that match that I don't know if anybody's gonna be able to top that one for a while. No, they won't. Um you know, but now the whole thing you know, about the, the main event, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. Oh, here's one point I'm going to make about a comparison between the triple threat match and the main event match. We agree, but apparently the WWE does not. The champion always comes out last. Yes, absolutely. Every time. And I, I don't care what the I don't care what the build is for the match. I don't care where they are. It's a respect thing. The champion should come out last. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not just respect for the person, it's a respect for the title. You know, it's a respect for the title. The champion comes out last to show they are the champion. And for them to have Becky. You know, of course, Becky coming out first, and then you know, followed by two people. Yeah. You know that to me. I mean, like, okay, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Why would you have uh, in a triple threat match, especially? Why would you have your champion come out first uh, with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar? And, and I, I get Brock Lesnar. You know, apparently to the, to everybody, he's like the hottest thing since sunburn fine they can keep thinking that he still wasn't the champion and he still should not have come out last it should have been roman reigns coming out last yep absolutely i as soon as roman's music started when they announced the main event i'm like why is roman coming out first exactly and i mean to his credit roman goes with the flow mm-hmm. he didn't i'm sure he didn't complain about it backstage but I, if I was him, I'd be a little irritated. It's like I put in all this work. I am the champion. And you've got, again, you've got the part-time guy getting the top billing, so to speak, in this match by coming. Because that's that's basically what you're doing. By having Brock coming out last, you're saying he's more important than your champion. Exactly. And um. The match itself was better than what I thought it would be. And one of the nice things about Roman here lately, this is probably the best match that I've seen with him against Lesnar. Because yes. this, you know, this one was not a squash. All the other ones were pretty much squash matches. It didn't matter who yeah. won. It was pretty much Lesnar just beating the crap out of Roman for 20 minutes. And then, you know, with Roman getting a little offense in and then – Roman would have the big comeback and hit the Superman's punch and the spear and then win it. And with this one, it's like Lesnar actually worked. I'll give him credit. Actually, you know, you could tell he was actually invested in this match. When he's motivated, you can still get great matches out of Brock Lesnar. But he's got to be motivated. And I felt like he was motivated with this one. Yep. And it made for a lot better match than then really, I mean, I almost want to say that it had any business being because they've had some 
not so great matches in the past where people apparently generally literally got up and walked out during the matches because like, yeah, we don't want to see this. We're done. But, you know, of course, being overseas, the overseas crowd isn't going to do that. Um, But they've actually made it worth watching. And it also wasn't too long. It was only 12 minutes, a little over 12 minutes long. Um, And that's good, especially for their styles, both of their styles. That's, That's what you do. You put them in there. You let them beat each other up. You know, even the the interference made made sense. Mm-hmm. You know, Roman's going to keep that title at all costs. So yep. if his cousins come in and help him win it, and the, the I did like the the twist of Paul Heyman just throwing the belt in the ring yes. between the two of them. Yes, I love that. And never and him staying just stoic at ringside, no emotion or anything, just watching these two guys that he has all this history with, and it's like. It still keeps the even though even though Brock's going to be even though Brock's indefinitely suspended, that's just so he can go back to Canada and hunt. But <laughs> yeah, the, uh, but it still keeps the story going of where does Paul Heyman's allegiance lie? Exactly, and so, the way he, he just threw the belt in. Surprisingly, yeah, it threw it in. Ahead, yeah. you you know what to do with it. And it's like, yeah. has a miss. Okay, who's he talking to? Yeah, who's he talking to? Yeah, and then you know, I like how the Usos. You know, they hit the ring, they hit the double super kick, and then they get out of there. They don't mm-hmm. stay in to get picked up by Brock. They just they do their job. They get out. Roman clocks him with the belt and pins him. I mean, it all made sense to me, and I thought it was a good match. Yep, right person won because Roman doesn't need to lose yet. Especially exactly. if Roman doesn't need to lose to a part-time guy. He needs to lose to somebody that can benefit from beating him. Exactly. And right now, I'm just trying to think, just off the top of my head, who who would benefit from beating Roman, but it would actually make sense if they beat Roman. Um, I think everybody would benefit yeah. from beating him. But Yeah, everybody would benefit. But right now on SmackDown, their main event scene is kind of light. I mean, the draft did not, they didn't do them, they didn't do SmackDown any favors in the draft by moving all the main eventers to Raw. Well, maybe Drew, Drew McIntyre. Maybe Drew, but I, I don't know. I, as much as I like Drew McIntyre, I'd like somebody else. I'd like somebody else to get it before he gets it again because it's inevitable that he's going to get, you know, get a world title again. Right. But I'd like to see somebody somebody new get a shot before he gets it again. Uh, but along with, you know, this pay-per-view, because we both watched um, SmackDown the very next night, because there was a little bit of a fallout from the pay-per-view going on to SmackDown. And part of that was, like you said, Brock Lesnar, we were wondering, okay, if he wins the belt, well, he's not due to wrestle again until january but yeah now we know he got indefinitely suspended for yes we're smacking everybody around did you Uh, notice though he went face to face with cesaro and he did not touch cesaro he beat up everybody else out there on the floor but he just walked around cesaro (laughs) (laughs) you know what Um, (laughs) yeah because cesaro i mean he He's also got that strength that 
yeah. you know, put if they have that, what what was that that the mixed tag team tournament or whatever it was they were calling it? Uh, um, the mixed match challenge. Yes, put Cesaro and Bianca together just because of the strength. Now, granted, Bianca oh. will probably go with her husband Montez, but which makes yeah. sense. But but you put them together because they both got that just stupid strength. You know, because you're yeah, looking at just going, throwing their opponents around the ring. Just get yeah, out. <laughs> they they have invisible muscles. I mean, because yeah, I, I mean, neither one of them are really all that big. You're like, oh, Cesaro and Big Show. Oh, he just picked Big Show up and just threw him out like he's trash. And yeah, effortless. Well, John Cena said that Cesaro was the strongest person that he had ever been in the ring with, and that's saying something because I mean, yeah. he's been in the ring with Mark Henry. And, you know, he's been in the ring with a lot of big guys, but he said pound for pound, Cesaro was the strongest person he'd ever been in the ring with. And that's saying something because John Cena's a strong dude. So. Yeah, he is. And I think with Bianca, uh, because they've been kind of showcasing that here lately, so I have a feeling they're going to be pushing that a little bit more. Uh, because yeah. I mean, if for, if for somebody to legitimately be able to press somebody above their head, I don't care if the person jumps up with them, they still have to be able to hold them up there. Yep. Yep. Because when you and Terrence would wrestle as kids, did you ever try to press slam him? No. no. Did, did he ever not. try? Okay. Did he ever try to press slam you? No, he did not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Cause yeah, I was skinny back then. So. I say you and I both be, used to be pretty skinny. Cause I think if anybody were to look at us at pictures of us together from high school, They'd go, who are these two guys? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, y'all don't look anything like that anymore. It's like, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, well, Dwayne used to wear glasses back then, and now you're the one wearing glasses. Like, yeah, <laughs> so, um, that's because I wear contacts. So, <laughs> you were kind of, yeah. I mean, and I just started wearing glasses yeah. just a couple years ago. So, um, but yeah, with with Bianca, I mean, I think that you know, because her career is still pretty young. She's still got oh, yeah. a lot of good stuff in front of her. And it'd be a shame if they didn't get the title back on her uh, yeah. at, at some point, you know, relatively soon. I could see, well, I guess, they're, are they going to put her in a, a program with, no, Bianca went to, no, Bianca stayed on SmackDown, didn't she? No, Bianca went to Raw. She went to Raw. Okay. Yeah. Charlotte so went to SmackDown. She'll probably be chasing Becky for the title. Okay, um, even though I'd like to see her and Charlotte actually have a program together, you know, yeah. have have a series of matches. Um, uh, but it looks like, well, Sasha and Charlotte again. We've seen that one a few times, and yeah, we've seen seen that a few times too many, honestly. But um, when, I mean, they always have they always have good matches, but it's like. I feel like that's always the go-to match when they don't know what to do with either woman. It's like, right. well, we'll just create a few for them, throw them together, and let them work. But uh, we're going to be gearing up for Survivor Series to all of a sudden it's going to be brand warfare time again. So yeah, we will get Biggie and Roman though. So yeah, you know that that you know wow that will be pretty good. Uh, and I was thinking, yeah, we're going to red versus blue, so we're going to Bloods versus the Crips all of a sudden. 
every year they do yeah. that. <laughs> you yeah. know, and yeah, every I'm, year for like a month <laughs> and a half they do all we all of a sudden we we care what brand is the most important and it's like just stop. You know what? Just say I'm, you don't have any Survivor Series and you know every year they well it seems like here and more and more they're having like a theme song for the pay-per-views for this one they need to have ice tea come out and sing colors <laughs> yeah yeah y'all want to talk about some old school stuff yeah here we go we'll go back to that <laughs> from like 1987 or 88 when that movie came out um but i do want to throw this in it's not wwe related um it is game changer wrestling they are quickly becoming the independent company to watch because really? they have, they are, you've got, you know, Moxley and Nick Gage tore the house down and Moxley retained the title okay. uh, a few weeks ago. You've had Nick Gage and Minoru Suzuki over this past weekend tear the house down. The Briscoes, who do not go outside of Ring of Honor unless it's to like New Japan but they generally do not wrestle outside of Ring of Honor, went to GCW and beat the tag team champions for the titles in GCW. So, I mean, and then you've got just some really excellent wrestling in GCW. You've got the hardcore stuff, but then you've just got some excellent wrestling matches. So people should really check them out. I've recently gotten into them since Matt Cardona and Nick Gage had their, their feud and then, moxley and nick gage but it's some really good stuff you should really check it out they're definitely the end one of the independent companies to watch what is the best way to uh, find them i found them they've got several matches on youtube the um the car the cardona gage match is on there the moxley gage match is on there um i watched uh gage and excuse Bless me you. sorry Bless you. Gage in, uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, Gage and Suzuki, I watched that one earlier. Um, I'm going to probably tomorrow watch the Briscoes and the uh, Second City crew for the tag titles. I've heard that, okay. was, a, that was a pretty good brawl. So, but yeah, you can look them up on, you can look up Game Changer Wrestling on YouTube, find a lot of stuff. And since now there's a, a some, I guess, a somewhat connection to Ring of Honor, but they also have the connection to AEW. Uh, so there's a weird kind of a connection, both yeah. to GCW. I don't know if they have the, the lateral connection going from AEW to Ring of Honor, but I also read, and I don't know how true this is, it may have just been a rumor, are AEW severing the tie with Impact? I've se- I haven't seen anything official. But that is, that is the word going around. I feel like that's why Christian dropped the title to Josh Alexander. I think for the time being that they're, um, if, if I was to guess, I think for the time being, they're not going to be doing anything with, uh, well, no, because the Good Brothers are still the Impact World Tag Team Champions. So they still got to have some relationship with them until they get the belts off the good brothers. So it may just be a case of Christian was, you know, Christian was doing a part-time thing to come in and help put over Josh Alexander, kind of like Kenny Omega came in and worked with some guys and then 
once he dropped the Impact title, then he stayed in AEW to focus on their title. But I think it would, <clears throat> I think they should keep, if, if they are thinking about severing ties with them, I think they should keep, I think they should keep that going, especially for the women's division. They could easily bring women in and out of each division and freshen things up. Well, I think if if they were to do a lot of these cross promotions, I think it would also keep WWE on their toes because WWE. I mean, we yeah. Even though AEW, you know, they they've they've actually passed them up in the ratings a couple of times. I mean, so they're they're right there. But WWE is still for now the number one game in town, and yeah, you know, But I think if the other ones, if they kind of work together. They can make it to where. And I think that's what we're. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what we're seeing because even there's a wrestling company called uh, Defy Wrestling, and John Moxley made an appearance in Defy, and said that he was going to uh, be wrestling some matches there. So you've got people, you know, you've got people all over from different companies working together. So. Like I said, hopefully, like you said, hopefully this keeps WWE on their toes. But I still feel like they're they've been the only game in town for so long. Mm-hmm. I don't think they know what to do to compete. Right. I think they think we're just gonna plow ahead with the same way we've been doing things. And not everything WWE does is bad. I'm not saying that at all. But a lot of a lot of their booking decisions leave a lot to be desired. Yeah. Oh, but in the meantime, uh, it sounds like we may have some stuff to talk about on Thursday if we don't get another interview scheduled yeah. because they, they've been coming at us and this has been absolutely great that they've been coming at us. I love it, you know, so, uh, but we do, we do other things besides interviews and we do have to have that, you know, as, as well, uh, just so we can discuss things to get them off our chest because y'all don't, y'all don't understand. Joel and I, we text each other all the time going, can you believe that just happened? and yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah so wednesday we have another interview scheduled um i don't want to say who it is right now just in case for if something happens and it falls through right you know because that has happened before uh because joe pro we were supposed to have him on last week and then we end up having to postpone it until sunday you know so yeah. um so things like that happen but either way, I think it'll be another good interview. It is another Northern Wrestling Federation superstar. And it'll be a good one. And I encourage everybody to uh, listen up for it. And some people who I've talked to, they already know who it is. And, you know, I think it'll be another good time. So Yeah, I do too. Yep. Looking forward to it. Yep, there is. So, but all right, dude, until, um, well, at least Wednesday, but you know we'll be texting each other you know, from now and then. So, all right, dude, God bless. All right. God bless, man.